This is the Cleveland Sports Beat Podcast with James Rapine and Daryl Ryder on 923thefan.com. What up and welcome into another edition of the Cleveland Sports Beat Podcast. I'm James Rapine along with Daryl Ryder. We are your beat writers for 923 The Fan, giving you the latest and greatest Cleveland Browns, Indians, and Cavaliers coverage each and every week. You can subscribe, radio.com, iTunes. We're on iTunes now. I know a lot of you were asking about iTunes. We're up there. You can check us out on Google Play as well and Stitcher. And as always, check us out at 923thefan.com. Daryl, a lot to dive into today. Um, First, before we get into Kyrie Irving and the report that came out yesterday and the Cavs, and we're going to do that. We'll do a little Super Bowl as well. Let's talk about how cold it is today. We're recording this on Wednesday, and it is by far the coldest day I've had to exist, period, in my life that I can remember. I mean, it's minus 28 out right now with the wind chill. Pretty cold. And you came in here on fire, into the studio on fire. You are soft. Soft? I'm not soft. Don't you do that. You are soft. How am I soft? I don't know. Yeah, I just, that's I, right. I just, I just wanted to call you soft. Every, everyone is soft today. <laughs> well, you know, because we're all complaining. Did you take a dashboard pick when yeah. you got in your car to drive to the studio? No, everyone does that. No, you know, you open Facebook, you open Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I just like to thank everybody out there for reminding me that it is cold as bleep out right now. It is. Thank you very much. It's very uh, cold. It it is. Uh, but you know. Uh, there are a lot of people that actually work outside for a living, so I'm not going to complain about it because they actually have to spend eight hours a day out in that. And so mad respect to them, mad respect to the people that, you know, handle cars that don't start, oh, you yeah. know, get stuck on the side of the road, public service workers. Again, that they're the ones that are that have to be out in this stuff. Me walking from my house to my car, from my car in here, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, yes, it's cold. I, my face froze. I'm still thawing out, but I, I'm not going to complain about the weather. Yeah, I don't blame you, but I, I'm going to complain about it a bit. Just a bit, because it's cold. Soft. It's cold. Here's the crazy part, and I, I'm an Ohio guy. I grew up in Cincinnati. It's going to be 50 degrees on Monday. Yeah. Did, did you not <laughs> Did you not get the memo when you moved to Cleveland that you, you have the potential on a regular basis to get all four seasons in one week? One day we'll be in the single digits. Mm-hmm. The, a day later we'll be 50 and sunny. Uh, the next day it's back to 25 in a snowstorm. And then the following day it's sunny and 75 again. I mean, th- this is this is what we deal with in, in Northeast Ohio. It's not that big of a deal. In Ohio. You know, I it, dealt with it, it is, in Cincinnati, too. I I'm promise. Gonna, it's I'm, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm checking my cat. It's still January. We're okay. going to get sick on Monday. That's what's going to happen. There's a lot of people who are going to get sick because they're used to the cold, and then it's going to shoot up to 50, and I'm going to have the sniffles next week when we're vitamin talking about C. the trade deadline. Vitamin C. Look at you telling me to take vitamins. I appreciate that. That's that's all you got to do. You just got to eat and drink healthy. Vitamin C, eat and drink healthy. Maybe Wash that'll fix the Cavaliers. You think yeah. that'll fix the Cavaliers if they start taking their vitamin C? No, there's nothing. You brought them good luck yesterday. They've won back-to-back games. But the the news of the week, uh, I think Cavaliers-wise or, or Cleveland-wise when you're talking NBA. I can't believe you're just going to blow over the great Chetty Osman. Chetty Osman's playing well. That's I, great. I, yeah, you know, he's going to go. Ante Zizic? Hang on. Let me get the roster so I can figure out yeah, who the hell else J- is Jetty on this Osman's team. Osman's playing well. He had 26 points last night. The Cavs have won back-to-back games. He's going to play in the Rising Stars Challenge. He's going to be a part of the second-year player. I, I get it. It's, it's, I, I, it's I'm great. Not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm still learning how to spell half the roster. See? You brought him good luck yesterday, though, when you I, I brought him nothing. You um, know how to spell Kyrie Irving, don't you? Yeah, I do. Kyrie Irving reportedly wanting to join up, link up, according to, to Rick Bucher of Bleacher Report, with LeBron James potentially in Los Angeles. Uh, they could reunite. They could hold hands. They could skip on the beach in L.A., my instant reaction to this was, of course he would want to go to L.A. with the nice weather. Boston doesn't have nice weather. Of course he'd want to play oh, with man, LeBron I James. I love Boston and the great sports fans there because he didn't get to play in front of great sports fans. Didn't he say something like that he a couple did, years he, ago? He did, say, he did say yeah. that. I think that was last year. Uh, and now he's considering La La Land, according to Rick Bucher. I'm not a Kyrie um, Irving fan. Not a fan tell. of Kyrie Irving. No. Yeah, I mentioned we would talk about him he's on today's punk. podcast. And you said, yeah, not a big fan of his. Why aren't you? I think he's a punk. I think he's a whiny punk. Go on. There's got to be a reason behind that. That's what that. he is. Uh, uh, just, Did he look, beat you look, up? Did he no, punk you? Just, Did he? Just, <laughs> no, just just look just look how he how he carries himself. He's phony as can be too, by the way. Complete phony baloney. 
And I, and I just, I don't like players like that. Yeah. I like genuine guys. I think that's why I like Freddie Kitchen so much, and I like John Dorsey so much, because they're just, they're just genuine guys. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's phony. He's a punk. Um, he wow. was the most miserable athlete I've ever covered. Uh, really? Most, most difficult athlete to even try. I feel like you've covered some miserable athletes. I, I have, but n- n- he was a rare breed. Trust me. Um, <laughs> you know, for someone as gifted and talented as he is, um, just always in a lousy mood. I, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times that I saw the guy smile when he's when he was in Cleveland. Uh, just always in a pouty, pissy attitude mood. Um, very difficult to talk to. Very difficult to interview. Uh, and, and I respect, you know, he probably hated the media too and hates the media or whatever. I get that, mm-hmm. you, you know, but, um, I, I just, yeah, just no, he, yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm not, I'm not shocked by these developments at all. Um, you know, cause he had people in his camp constantly whining to the national reporters about playing for the Cavs and playing in Cleveland and all the stories about how unhappy he was here and stuff like that. Then, they, I remember they sit him down at midnight. This is the summer of 2014 before LeBron uh, came back about two weeks before that. They get him his extension. They sit him down. Hey, Kyrie, we love you. We want you to be the focal point, centerpiece of our franchise going forward. But we just need you to shut the F up. Stop complaining. Stop, stop bitching and moaning and whining through sources to the national media how much Cleveland sucks and how much you hate playing here. And everything was fine. Everything appeared fine when LeBron was coming back. He seemed pretty excited about it, whatever. But just over the time, and I think this goes to his pissy attitude, uh, you know, LeBron wants his teammates to work. LeBron wants his teammates to be as dedicated to the game and to the craft of basketball as he is. And that's not Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving isn't just, dedicated. He, I don't want to say he's not dedicated, but he just that's not him. He's just He just wants to chill, go play. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a... He's not the same guy that LeBron is, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And that doesn't mean that he's not dedicated. That doesn't mean that he's not great at, at, at as a player. I want to make sure there's a distinction there. Sure. Because he is a great player. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's probably why I'm more bitter at him because that, you know, what could have been here with him and LeBron had he had the right attitude, had he had the right approach to the situation and try and really learn and absorb. And now we're hearing stories. You got to hold a LeBron to kind of do his little mea culpa. And I mm-hmm. wish I would have been more receptive to you and listening to you of what it takes to be a championship player and have that championship culture and mentality and all those type of things. And I just, I never saw that from him here. So yeah, I, I will admit that my view, my opinion of Kyrie is somewhat slanted mm-hmm. in a negative direction based on, my interactions with him, based on my perceptions of him, based on how things fell apart here, uh, and and based on how he basically pissed away a golden opportunity to build a dynasty here in Cleveland. Albeit, they still had to compete with Golden State, but he just he he got he he got tired of it and 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 gave up and said, "Get me out of here." And I think he learned in Boston a life lesson that. Just how difficult this is, you know, how difficult it is to be an NBA champion, how difficult it is to be an elite player, and also how difficult it is to be the guy in a franchise that everybody's looking to. Everybody's, you know, looking to you to be that leader. That's Mm -hmm. not Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is not a leader. He's a great player, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Not all great players are leaders, though. No, you're right. You're right about that. I agree with that. So a couple things just to react to that. One, I try not to judge... And I know you don't, and you'll jump in here probably, but I try not to judge a person's character based on how they treat the media. Because, oh, no, 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 because, no, no. because yeah. I get that. So that, that was the first thing. Yeah, I, I totally get that we don't trust the don't trust the media, hate the media, hate yeah, talking yeah, yeah. to the media. I, I get that. My whole point is, and I didn't, maybe I didn't articulate this correctly, and for that I apologize, but I still stand by what I said. His attitude from a team perspective and what was demanded and asked of him by LeBron mm-hmm. obviously led him to say, get me the F out of here. Yeah. I want out. I'm done. Now, part of that could have been, too, that he had a hint that LeBron was bolting after four years. He didn't want to be left holding the bag here with Kevin Love because he didn't exactly like playing. It I think that's what it was. But here's the I thing. I think that was a big driving force in that. Why would I want to play here without LeBron James? Right. Hey, honestly, because look. 
Look at what happens when LeBron leaves. Wade couldn't survive in Miami. The Cavs couldn't survive the first time. He didn't want to be part of that again. But he signed the contract extension without the knowledge that LeBron was coming here. Sure. Keep that in mind, too. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, but he just just always seemed to have a really lousy disposition about him. Mm -hmm. Like, he just was uh, very unhappy. And, and, um, and he's a tough guy to get to know, to really understand and, and kind of peel the layers back of, you know, what makes him tick as a person and as a Can I as, praise as him a for a second? Yeah, go ahead. You're, you're, you're free to you, do whatever you're you want. You're not. You're, I mean, you're, you're, you're the one over here crying about how cold it is. To not me, me so. Kyrie Irving admitting he's wrong, if he right. truly believes that, admitting mid-career that he Takes made, a big a, man to do that. made a mistake. You know, mid-career, in his prime, with a great organization in Boston, great general manager, great front office, championship expectations, great roster. Going on record, considering potentially going to L.A. this summer, to me, it, it, it shows, one, a, a level of maturity because he's willing to admit he's wrong and go yep. on record. But the other thing is, that never happened with Shaq and Kobe. No. They were too big for it. They were too prideful. And we've seen but these, the these teams break up. And, and Kyrie and LeBron broke up. And now Kyrie's like, well, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe our legacies change and everything can change if we get back together. LeBron's in L.A. Maybe I, could, I should consider relinking with LeBron and we can build something great again. And, and that, to me, that, I don't want to say unprecedented because it's probably happened at some point, but it's rare. And, and so from that aspect makes him different to me. Now, I, I get it. I, I get ripping him. I get the comments about Cleveland are uh, honestly unwarranted. I, you know, I, I haven't been in Cleveland long, but I think it's a great sports city. I thought that before I got here, and, and I've had nothing but good things to say about Cleveland. I live downtown, and I, I love every restaurant I've been to, every bar I've been to since I've been here. It's a fun place, um, and I think it gets a bad rap. That being said, if Kyrie has the, the self-awareness, and I think that's important for anyone in any industry to have a self-awareness to say, yeah, I screwed up. I need to at least be open to linking up with LeBron James in L.A. because it could change my legacy. It could change his. I think uh, he deserves praise for that. And the other thing, and this is something that you hinted at, the fact that Kyrie now has to be the guy that stands up in front of the media every night in Boston, that stands up and answers every single question. Oh, by the way, the Boston media? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And and you know who couldn't do that in Chicago? (laughs) Scotty Pippen, mid nineties. Uh, yeah. uh, Michael Jordan retires, and Scotty. I know they were good. Yeah. He didn't like having to chat with the media and be the guy that has to shower and then come out and talk and answer all the questions every single yep. night. And, and so, to me, that's where Kyrie Irving is probably like, man, I just want to play ball, like yeah. you said. I just want to hoop. I'll talk to the media occasionally. I don't want to be that guy. And I think that's why maybe joining LeBron, relinking up with him, is so appetizing. Yeah, and, and, and I, I will give him that. Um, I'm I'm most disappointed that the 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 maturation did not happen here in Cleveland. And sure. maybe part of the reason that the maturation didn't happen here in Cleveland is because the Cavaliers organizationally just the culture wasn't that great. Even when LeBron was here, you know, the mm-hmm. just the constant turmoil and and change and you know, the coaches and GMs and so uh, there's always been a lot of instability with the, within the Cavaliers from the basketball side of things um, under Dan Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and so while you give Dan credit for being willing to spend whatever, whatever it took. I mean, he wrote a check, I think it was like $60 million in 2016 for the luxury tax, and it was the best $60 million he ever spent because they won the championship. Uh, but, you know, just there, there's more to being a great owner than just spending. You know, the Dolans get a lot of criticism, and they are getting a lot of criticism right now with the Indians because they, they are maxed out financially. They are no longer comfortable spending above and beyond what they've already committed to the roster for this year or what they spent last year, which made them uneasy. But they've been one of the most well-run, stable franchises in this city. In Mm -hmm. fact, they have been the model of consistency in this city. Yes, they've had their valleys, and they've been ugly, and I've been very critical of them during those valleys. The Eric Wedge years were like a five-year root canal. Um, (laughs) But, you know... 
uh, when Terry Francona was hired as the manager, you know, and Mark Shapiro was out as the GM and uh, Chris Antonetti took over. The we can't do it because we're in Cleveland and a small market team, that attitude switched to, yeah, we can do this. We can make this happen. We got Tito. We got some young ball players in our farm system because all of a sudden we learned how to finally scout and draft. We also had a little luck to be able to get them through the farm system mm-hmm. and in the major league level. Um, and they have, I believe, the the winningest record like the last six years in the American League combined. I think that they have the best winning percentage in the regular season. Unfortunately, I judge them now not by division titles or playoff appearances. I judge them by winning the World Series, which they've not done. That to Fair. me, though, it, it, that it, and I hate to cut you, but that to me, the fact that they're judged at that level is a testament to how good they've been. Right. I mean, fair or not, that's how I judge them. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm so critical of them because I see the window. This is it. Like, mm-hmm. they've got this year, next year, maybe the following year to win the World Series. And then after that, they got to blow it up and start from scratch again. The farm system's already uh, depleted of talent because they've been so aggressive these last couple of years, making trades to to get this team to a World Series contending level. Uh, and ownership, the Dolans, they deserve credit for spending the money uh, that they have. They spent money last year. Uh, they, uh, I remember when they traded for Andrew Miller, they spent money there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they've spent money at the trade deadline. Hopefully they, they're able to spend some money at the trade deadline this year. I'm not optimistic about their chances, but I'm very critical of them right now and what they're willing to spend. A, it ain't my money, so I don't care. And B, I just, I, I want to see them win a World Series. Like, that's all I care about. Win the World Series. I don't care if you win the Central. You play in the crappiest division in baseball. Nobody's going to challenge you. Win the World Series. And, you know, so that's the standard. And so there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And that's where it ties in with Kyrie and LeBron and the Cavaliers and culture. The Cleveland Indians have a culture, okay? Mm-hmm. And a big reason they have that culture is Terry Francona, Chris Antonetti. That's the, I mean, the last time the Cleveland Indians uh, hired a general manager from outside of their organization, you got to go back to, I believe it was 1988 or 1989. It's been a while. It, it, it's been a while. Hell, it's been 30 freaking <laughs> years. They promote from within. Mm-hmm their baseball operations, and that is why they have been able to put the stretch together like they had in the 90s, the stretch that they had going right now, because you have a culture. The Cavaliers have never had that. They've had very good basketball teams. They've had a championship basketball team. They didn't have culture. No, you're absolutely – they didn't have a culture. It was LeBron James's culture. Look, look at what Richard Jefferson wrote for – was it the Players' Tribune a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago? Yep. Where he, you know, he talked about uh, – how he he honestly did not enjoy the 2016 NBA Finals. The pinnacle of your career, is, arguably, is winning an NBA championship. If you're a guy like Richard Jefferson yeah. who had gone, been to it the Finals been. a couple of times, mm-hmm. took him a while to get back, uh, hadn't won an NBA championship. He was old. He was about to retire. Right. And here he is talking about how difficult it was on him and how mentally taxing it was on him. And how he really wasn't able to enjoy the moment. That's that that's culture. That's mm-hmm. the you know the the, the pressure, uh, and and that again goes to my frustration. I, you know, um, I'm a big believer in taking advantage of opportunity. I'm not one that likes people that make excuses. I don't like people that complain about everything. Even though when I was in my younger years, I was that guy. I complained about everything. I made excuses about everything. I you know, mm-hmm. it, but. To your point about Kyrie growing and maturing, I grew, I matured as a person as well. And I don't make excuses anymore. If I screw up, I say I screwed up. If I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Uh, I don't complain about everything anymore. In fact, I get annoyed when I hear other people complain all, all the time. Because and, and I also feel really lousy about myself because then I realize, my God, that's what I used to sound like. That's who I used to be. What a miserable piece of excrement I was <laughs> as a person to be around. No wonder nobody liked me. So, um, and they still don't, and that's okay. But, um, you know, it, it's, 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 it, it, it's an opportunity that Dan Gilbert, I think, allowed his own personal pride and his own ego to kind of get in the way of a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to put this all on at his feet because everybody involved, you know, the moment LeBron decided to come back, Everything changed for the Cavaliers. Sure. 
night they, and day, they, you know, overnight. It's just you, you knew they were trading Andrew Wiggins, even though when you look at a long view team building thing, it would probably have been more beneficial to keep Andrew Wiggins. Okay, even especially from a cost benefit. From a uh, cost benefit, yes. Okay, uh, but. When you get LeBron, you have to try and win an NBA championship. You can't say, "Well, Wiggins will be ready to help us win a title in three years." No, no, no. We, we it's we gotta we gotta be ready. And to I would win have made year. that trade if I was the Cavaliers. Oh, I still would make that. Trade. It, it was it was the right trade, by the way. I'm not. You crit- don't win the title in right. 16 without him. I, I I'm without I, I'm not I'm not criticizing the trade. Mm-hmm. Okay. What 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 I'm what I'm getting at is is that the moment LeBron committed to you, your organizational philosophy had to change from team building and progressing, even and when LeBron had his people write that letter or whatever, however that came down with Lee Jenkins. Uh, you know, when he talked about it, I realized it's gonna be it's gonna take us time and all that. Give me a break. He knew. He, well he went to LA that, that, and is in LA right now and it was like, oh yeah, we're not gonna threaten for a title this year and what are they doing? They're, they're trying, trying to, to land Anthony a second Davis. star. Yeah. The, the the time is now always when you have a guy like LeBron. Always, you, always, it, always. It ha- and it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. And and, and so that's that's I think where my Frustration with Kyrie comes from. Mm-hmm. I don't blame uh, LeBron leaving. I'm not the least bit salty about that. Thank you. It was a great four years when you came back. You delivered on your promise. God bless you. Go to L.A. Make all the money you want. Make all the movies you want. Enjoy your life. You you've earned that. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're not tied to Cleveland, Ohio. You know you you don't you don't uh, you don't owe Cleveland or the Cavaliers anything. Okay, you mm-hmm. you lived up to everything everybody thought you were going to be coming out of high school, and then some. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he we all live in this vacuum of just you know everything's an instant reaction, over analysis, analysis by paralysis, social media. You know you you you, and it's it's incredible how he has been able to manage that in his career. And also, not slip up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's never gotten in trouble. Never yeah. had an issue. A- absolutely. Keep keeps his private life private, mm-hmm. which uh, as it should be. And I, for someone of his stature to be able to do that, mad respect to him. But no, no, no. It's just it's like I say, it's just disappointing that it fell apart the way it did in Cleveland. The Kyrie asked out because of the lack of culture. You know. And, and honestly, it, it has. I think Dan Gilbert, as much as he spent, it's on him because he didn't keep David Griffin. Yeah, David, is Kyrie Irving here? If David Griffin's still in town, he might be. People and, and if he is, matter. it changes everything. Could you potentially get a free agent to play with Kyrie? Could you potentially use your other assets to get well, someone the, well, to play with Kyrie? Kyrie that well, you the can only re-sign. Way you're gonna, and this is the problem for the Cavaliers right now. And I and I I, I was thinking of this uh, after the Anthony Davis story came out. If you're a team like the Cavaliers right now, you already had the once in a generation player. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got one championship to show for it. Could argue they should have more, or they should have had more. They should have had more, by the right. way. Right, but. Now what the hell do you do if you're the Cavaliers? You now have to hope and pray that you win the lottery mm-hmm. this year. Your, your your hopes are now pinned on chance. You're not going to get a big-name free agent to come play in Cleveland. I love Cleveland. This isn't me bashing Cleveland. Well, no, but, but, the, re- but the perception— the re- LeBron James couldn't get free agents to come the play for the Cavaliers. The perception is— Oh, well, why would I go to Cleveland? That's the national perception. Well, you understand what I'm saying? Like, LeBron James couldn't get big-name free agents to come here Tried to get play. Chris Bosh in the, 10. The only way they could do it was by making a trade, mm-hmm. making trades. That's how they and were doing it. And then extending them. Oh, you're playing right. with the star. Now right. we're going to extend Now, yep. you know, toward the end, yeah, Dwayne Wade came here and, you know, uh, Derek Rose came here. But they, I mean, they were over the hill, damaged goods, end of their careers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's not like they were in the primes of their careers when they signed mm-hmm. as you know free agents here. So, um, so if you're the Cavaliers right now and you're trying to put this thing together going forward, and your hopes are basically now pinned on winning the lottery, and let's say you win the lottery, okay? Let's let's just be uh, let's just be very positive, very optimistic. Fourteen percent chance if they have a bottom three. 
That's record. fine. They had a 1% chance to get the number one pick when they got Kyrie Irving after that trade because the Clip- it was the Clippers' pick. Yeah. People forget. Kyrie well, Irving was the Clippers', was the pick, Clippers when they, pick when they Tristan took on Thompson, Baron Davis's contract. Right. Tristan Thompson was the Cavaliers' pick. At four. At four, mm-hmm. and the Cavs had the worst record in the league yep. that year. So, uh, but... You know, what do you do now is you try and build this thing? Because here's the thing. Let's say everything goes right. You win the lottery. You get Zion and 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 Jetty to blossoms into this all-star that everyone believes that he very well may turn into. Now he's scorching hot. He's playing great. Ante Zizic looks like he's a, he's a player. Maybe he can develop into a little something more mm-hmm. than he actually is. Colin Sexton is very raw right now. So I, I try and temper my criticism of him just – Knowing the kid's nineteen, twenty years old, and he's mm-hmm. just—he's just raw. He, he just turned just, twenty earlier this you know, month. It's—it's just—it's going to take him time to grow and stuff like. That. But by the time that happens, now let's fast forward three, four years down the road. Okay, let's say all the stars align, but the stars on the team—they want to leave. They want to go form a super team somewhere. The Cavaliers have already gone through all the the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, similar to New Orleans. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now the Stars want to leave because they want to go on a super team. That's This is what the NBA is becoming. See, I disagree with you. This is what the NBA That's is not, becoming. It's not, it's not true. It is true. It isn't true. Everyone Absolutely. says that, oh my God, all these Stars want to leave and go to these big markets. No, the Stars want to win. And LeBron James left in 2010. Why? Please, Be- t- please tell me who Anthony Davis has reco- recruited to go play with him in New Orleans. Recruited? It, New Orleans, have you looked? And I wrote about this on the website at 923thefan.com. The, That's the, why I did this, by the, the way. The draft. I got you know, a shameless get, shill in there. The, the draft that the Pelicans have had, the, 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 the players they've drafted, they've hit on one draft pick in Buddy Heald, yeah. who's a good player, not a great player, and they traded him for Boogie Cousins. As a small market team, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, if you're going to have success, you have to draft well. By the way, the Oklahoma City Thunder drafted three NBA MVPs. So, and that's rare. I, I get that. Hang on. How many NBA championships did the Oklahoma City Thunder win as a result they of that? They also traded James Harden. I understand. You didn't answer the question, no. That's fine. They, dra- they drafted. Th- I'm just I'm they, just trying to make they, a point They here. haven't won. They did they not got win to a the finals. One. They got to the finals so, and ran into LeBron. So it, this, is, this is where I get concerned about the Cavaliers' future, though. Mm-hmm. Because, A, I'm not convinced that they know what they're doing over there, number one. Number two... They, I'm worried that once they get to a certain level, I, like I just I have no faith they'll ever win an NBA championship again. Not with this current, not with the current NBA landscape and the way the league is operating right now among the players. Good Gold, for the players. Golden they, State was a punchline for the majority they, they, they were of the, my life. Like yeah, for for they, a were half the Cle- of they were the Cleveland Browns of the, the NBA. Now it's the New York awful. Knicks. And, and guess how. Because they drafted yep. Steph Curry, they drafted Klay Thompson, they drafted Draymond Green, and then they signed, because they have an unselfish superstar in Steph Curry, they were able to get Kevin Durant. But it's not like they built that super team from trades and free agent signings. Their big free agent signing is a bench player in Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Uh, like, that. that's who it was before their first title, their big free agent splash. So to me, that's the key. And, and I get not trusting the Cavaliers in the draft, because... Who knows, right? They drafted Anthony Bennett. Like, who who knows what's going to happen? In their but, defense, though, I don't think there was anyone that came out of that class that you're like, holy crap, that was a massive— they, No, they, no like, Victor holy. Oladipo's probably the best yeah, guy, but there's yeah. never a—and you know, it, it took him time. It still was a bad pick. Don't get me wrong. Bad, bad, bad. I mean, like, I remember, when, I remember sitting in Independence when that pick came out, and I'm like, what the F just happened? I was at a bar with my cousin, <laughs> and, and I'm a big Emmy. I've followed the Cavs for years and years and years in the NBA for years and years and years. And uh, that happened. I'm like, who? Yeah. I said, who? Because <laughs> I was big on Victor Oladipo. He went to Indiana. I had watched him in the Big Ten a ton. So I just assumed that he would be in the running. And yeah. it's like, oh, my goodness. But but the point being, and, and honestly, the Cavaliers probably aren't. It's 14% if they finish with a bottom three record. They're probably not going to get the top pick. That doesn't mean they're going to be bad for the next 10 years. But the the key here. And this is this is important. And I saw it in Cincinnati when I covered the Reds, and to a degree when I covered the the Bengals as well. Owners have to get the hell out of the way. Dan Gilbert's willing to spend. That's fine. Let Kobe Altman do his job. Don't jump in there and say. And I've heard this that he had to go get Andrew Wiggins. 
that 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 was Dan Gilbert wanted Andrew Wiggins. That the front office didn't necessarily. Dan want Gilbert Andrew wanted Wiggins. Colin Sexton. Get out of the way. Period. Let the people that you pay do your job. It, it, you know, if the the people here at ninety two three the fan said, Daryl, oh no no no, we're gonna write this Brown story for you. That would be dumb. We're gonna write this about the Cavs for you. No, that that's that's not their job. That's your job, right? So let the people you hire do your job or do their job. So I, I think it's on Dan Gilbert, but I think the Cavs in any small market team can build a really, really good team, and we've seen it. San Antonio is well it. run. The, and the Indians are a great example of that. You have and limitations, when they, and when right? They, and when they don't draft well, you get from 2002 through 2012, mm-hmm. where they, they had one, I think, one playoff year in there, and that was 2007, and the rest of it was crap. And, and here's the thing. When you build a culture, when you have a winning culture, and you can— Which the Cavaliers do not. And you can draft— and they, didn't, and they didn't have it when LeBron was here either. No. It was the LeBron, Le, LeBroncher, or whatever you want to say. It was LeBron's culture. Um, but when you build a winning culture and you have a brand, you can take a risk on Kawhi Leonard. You can take a risk on Paul George. You can take a risk on, let's say, Anthony Davis and try to show him that he can win with you. That's the key. Anthony Davis doesn't think he has a shot in hell at winning. You don't think that he would want to sign a five-year, $240 million contract with New Orleans? He does. The problem is, is that that franchise coming into this year— By the year, way, who's his agent? Since they drafted—Rich uh, Paul. Okay. Since they, so, you, so you don't see the coincidence si- no, here? No, I get it, but since they drafted— And who does Rich Paul work sin- for? Hold on. Since they drafted Anthony Davis, they are, they're averaging 36 wins per season. Yeah. Don't tell me that he should trust well, hey, New Orleans I, to win. I, I mean, I, I remember Kevin Love in Minnesota. I mean, what they averaged, what, 20 wins a season yeah. or something like that? And he that. was and putting he, up big numbers, right? but you, th- those are hollow when you're getting your ass kicked every night. Yeah. Um, and So that's the key. If you get Zion, if you're the Cavs, so, or if you get R.J. Baird, you get one of these high-end players, I think what you have to do is start to build a culture. Start to show that you can be well-run. Start to show that the GM isn't going to get fired tomorrow. Start to show that, that you're going to build a winner from the ground up. And as that happens, people around the league will look at you differently. Show that you can win without LeBron James. That it isn't the Cleveland LeBrons. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers and that you're a well-run organization. And if you do that, then down the line you can build a winner. Then down the line you can compete for championships so again. It is feasible. You can't allow your emotions to drive your decision-making process. The Kevin Love contract extension this summer was stupid. It, 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 it was really, emotional. That's exactly it was a, what it, it was. It was an emotional decision made, partially because of the commitment that was asked of the season ticket holders with the queue renovations and, and all that stuff. Uh, part of it was because oh, we're going we're gonna to make the playoffs without LeBron. We're going to build this thing without LeBron. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to have a major fallback without him, et cetera. Um, but you, you, you just, you can't run your organization on emotion. Um, and the best run organizations in professional sports are without, look at the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick is a flatliner. Okay. But he's the greatest coach of all time, arguably. I know, you know, the, you know. Vince Lombardi and Paul Brown. No, he's and, up there. But he's he's <laughs> he on, might be there. He's he's on the NFL Mount Rushmore of coaches, and the guy is a flatliner emotionally. Mm-hmm. Okay, he doesn't show you any emotion. He do, doesn't exude any. It's just it's <clears throat> same whether it's going great or it's going in the tank. Bill Belichick is the same every single day. Mm-hmm. And I remember you know when the Browns made. Uh, the coaching change, and even even um, you know, with Freddie Kitchens now the head coach, you know, uh, and you hear players say same guy every day, same guy. By the way, the Browns are the example, and and and, and how that matters though, C- culture. Yeah, zero culture under Hugh. The the culture was leaking the Mike Silver. The culture was <laughs> seriously, and, and I, I I'm a huge. I've seen Hugh Jackson have success in Cincinnati. I covered him there, but. That was the culture of the Browns. It was dumpster fire, drama, Hugh Jackson leaking to the media, uh, leaks all over. That's what it was. And and obviously it's been detailed and everyone here the listening to the podcast knows it. But it changed overnight. Mm-hmm. Franchise quarterback. You get that franchise player in Zion. You show you can build around him. You get that franchise player in R.J. Baird. It doesn't just have to be Zion. Right. Show 
that your culture is different. And I think if the Cavaliers do that, I think they can win. I, and, I and, do. And, and here's how screwed up the Cavaliers' culture is. They started the year with, we're going to try and make the playoffs. Got their ass kicked a couple times. They're like, okay, screw this. We're going to play the kids. And, and they got their ass kicked again. And Ty Lue's like, I'm going to go back to the veterans now. And the Cavs said, no, you're not because you're fired and we're going to play the kids. Yep. And then, oh, Larry Drew's going to be our coach, but we don't have him under contract yet. Good on Larry Drew because or they had him under. But, you know, I mean, like Larry's holding out was for not, more money. He wasn't right. being paid to be a head coach. Right. And he, so he's holding out uh, a little bit. Uh, and he, I think the other day, the, the, Joe Varden with The Athletic uh, wrote a piece about uh, how Larry admitted, hey, this was kind of thrust upon me. I wasn't expecting this. Uh which is fair. It's completely fair. This, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just just saying that it. So their coach right now doesn't expect to be the coach next year, and he won't be. He's basically a babysitter. Mm-hmm. This is the culture that the Cleveland Cavaliers have. Yeah. Okay. And, and that to me, they, they you had, have to change it this offseason. They had no plan the first time LeBron left. And they still had no plan with him leaving, other than that they had to absolutely keep that draft pick that they got from Boston for Kyrie Irving. That was their only plan yeah. for 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 post So, th- because they were praying, th- th- they were hoping that maybe he would step. Hoping, I, I get what happened, but that just it's but, just, but you can't hope in life. It, it's Exhibit <laughs> Z of just how messed up it is over there, mm-hmm. and and how that team has been run, and you know, hopefully they're able to figure this thing out. I I couldn't. I have no idea if Kobe Altman can can evaluate basketball talent. Mm-hmm. Zero clue. Couldn't tell you. And I don't know if he'll be allowed to do his job hands I, on. I know, you know he can make a trade if you know if it comes down to it. I know he can make <laughs> a trade. 17 and, of them last year. Yeah. Uh I he obviously has very good people skills and deal. Yeah. And that's the other thing that gets lost in professional sports. This is just an even a Cavalier thing. It's not a Browns thing. It's a it's just, you know, uh, just it it's universal. You have to have people skills not just not just in regular day-to-day business and whatever but in pro sports like you know fans look at players and coaches and gms they're just names and salaries and statistics right Mm -hmm. wins and losses but we forget and i say we because i think we in the media are guilty of this a little bit too even though we we're around these people every day in in our daily jobs that they're people too. They're human. They have families. They have the same problems that you and I have. The only difference is they're the ones being talked about and written about every single day. They make a ton more money than we make, but and they play a sport for a living. But they still have the same problem. They have family members that are sick or that pass away, or they have wives that are in bad moods or kids that are ornery or, mm-hmm. you know, Need taking care of, and, sure. Uh, so, and I think, and and, the, and Joe fan doesn't care about that stuff. They want to know how many points or whatever. They want to know what numbers you're going to put up for me, how much money you're making, how long you're under contract, what's your commitment to the team, you know, what it, when, how many games can you help us win, etc. That's what Joe fan cares about. But we forget that these guys are just like us. They have good days. They have bad days, and they have the same problems that everybody else in the world has. We we that's yeah. something that gets so lost, and so um, you know, people skills really, really matter. How you treat people really, really matters, especially in the world of egos and multimillionaires that professional sports is. You have to have. People skills. David Griffin had people skills. Well, he he was keeping the band together. He was keeping right. Kyrie, massaging his ego, and that's that's the type of and, and GM you need here. Yeah. So you can keep the Lue young too. guys going. Yeah. Ty Lue did the same sure. same thing too. You know. And, and I think cr- that's why LeBron was a fan of bringing him on. Right. And they're making him head. You coach. know, D- David Blatt was too busy patting himself on the back here for all his European titles, and no one here gave two f's about. Nobody cared. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. You're the Naismith of European basketball. <laughs> Good for you. You ain't done squat in the NBA, pal. So stop telling us how great you are. You're dealing with a completely different animal over here, and did, you found that out. Did real you fast. know? Did you know? In Euroball, I had a record of. I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's Dale Ryder. I'm James Erpine. Up next, we're gonna dive into the Super Bowl a little bit. Some prop bets. We got about ten minutes left. We'll dive into it next on the Cleveland Sports Beat Podcast.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, let's dive into this, Daryl. It's Super Bowl 53. Before we get into the prop bets. We're up to 53. 53. I don't know the Roman numeral. It's it's L I I I. Oh, that's right. Because the logos are really boring now. That's, yeah, they that's suck. how it's yeah, the logos are awful. I think the game's gonna be really, really, really good. I think it's defense gonna be, optional. Correct. I think it's gonna be high scoring. So we'll, we both take the over on fifty six and a half combined yeah, points. Yeah, for the degenerates out there, I'm taking the over. All right, let's take the over. I will go with the Rams, I think, uh, especially with the la- points, or you give them last points? I saw, it was two and a half. They were plus two and a half. It's going to be plus three. I've heard it's going to be bet uh, a lot of public money going on the Patriots. So you're giving me three points with a high scoring team and Jared Goff, and the, those Rams are used to shootouts five and one when they've scored 30 or more points this year. I'll take the Rams straight up, but give me the points. I'll take those. Uh, your thoughts on Super Bowl 53? I'm, I'm going Patriots straight up. I don't do the degenerate thing with the giving the points and all that stuff. Just uh, <laughs> I think the Patriots are going to win the game. I think it's going to be very entertaining, but I just I never bet. A, I just I don't. I, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are the greatest of all time, and I know that that's we talked about last podcast how I just feel the goat thing is just so watered down and overused in our business, but I really do believe they are the greatest. Bill Belichick. Greatest coach and and, uh, Tom Brady, greatest player ever. Um, Last 18 Super Bowls, he's played in nine of them. They've Mm -hmm. played in nine of them, which is absolutely insane. They've won five. I think they'll win a sixth. Um, So I just, I I won't ever bet against the Patriots. I just, I I won't do it. So I'm taking the Patriots over the Rams, which means the Rams are probably going to (laughs) win. Um, because I'm like one for twenty five on predictions this year. I think the Rams are just so much more talented. No, they, I, they, I mean you you look at that roster. Oh yeah, they, but you know what? And, talented team doesn't always win. No, it doesn't. But they're well coached too. You know, yeah. Sean McVay. That staff has done a great job. We talked about with the Cavaliers how you massage egos. Well, Aqib Talib, Marcus Peters, and Dominic Sue, Aaron Donald. Not that Donald has a huge ego, but like all these different star players combined with a young quarterback, and it's working. They got Andrew Whitworth, who I'm familiar with because he spent years and years on the Bengals. So him at left tackle, they got a really good offensive line. I think it's an underrated line, uh, to be honest with you. Todd Gurley's had two weeks now to get healthy. I think he's going to have a big game. I I think the talent disparity. The Patriots might have been second most talent in every game they've played in the playoffs so far, behind Kansas City, behind the Los Angeles Chargers. I just think that there's such a big gap between the two. It's going to go down to the wire. I've seen Brady. He's going to keep it close. I just lean Rams. I think Rams by a field goal it, is a if fair If way. it is tight late and the Patriots have the ball, game over. It happened last year, though. <laughs> it happened in the AFC Championship No, no, game, but it was but, tight you know? late. Brady had the ball, and what I happened? I know. I, sack fumble. Strip, strip sack and fumble. Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue and those edge rushers. I Which, by I the way, I was— I, See, I, I, you know, last year I was rooting for Philadelphia to win that game because— as I've told you, I always want to see the team with the longest drought. Who are you and, rooting for tonight, or, uh, or, or Sunday tonight? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not rooting for anyone because I, I'm still pissed that the Rams are even playing. Uh, so I can't root. That's for That's right. You're the, yeah, you should root for New England. Root so, for history, baby. Six. But but, but I, I I you know I I can't. Six. I, I can't bring myself to root for the Come Patriots. I, I think Boston fan is the most spoiled. Come on. S- sack of sad sacks on the planet they, 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 they enjoy the celebratory chowda is uh, that how chowda how many it's like 18 championships since 2000 between the patriots the red sox the bruins and the celtics and they still whine and complain about everything we're the we're still here we're still get out of here tom brady i like that yo get the hell like out that. of here with, but but no, i'm i'm biased i really like tom brady i'm rooting like hell i, I, do, I, I do too i'm I mean, rooting like hell for the patriots i just think I can take my fandom out of it and look, and I just I think the Rams are better. I think Browns fans are rooting for the Patriots because they would tie the Steelers for most Super Bowls in history, and that's huge. That's huge. Let's dive into some of these prop bets real quick. Hang on, let me check my phone. I want to I want to tell you how many emails I have 
And this, oh. this, is, this is great content on the podcast. Emails from the degenerate pushers that I have. Tom hang Brady going to win MVP hey, then? Is that who you hey, have? Hey, hang on. I got no? one, two, oh, you're three, four, five. About this gambling? Is in the la- this is in the last 24 hours. Six. Now we're going th- uh, three days. Seven. Questions? Are they eight, questions or what? Nine, ten. No, these are emails giving me information. About prop bets. Oh, about okay. I thought they were there. fan or no, listener no, 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 no. questions. No, 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 no. Okay. The, I was no, say, the, let's, let's no the, these are these are from the degenerate pushers of all the. Uh, I've got over a dozen. E- this is just in three days. Okay. Yeah. For Super Bowl prop bets. Now I don't do the prop bet stuff. I, it's it's not my bit. Uh, I I just I'm I, I'm. I realize that the older I get, I be, I'm becoming the grumpy old man that I used. You're to make getting fun there. Of. You're yeah, getting there. Get off my lawn. I just want to watch the game. I want it to be entertaining. I want it to be compelling. I root for the story. And by the way, the Patriots always give us great Super Bowls. It's yes. always been close. It's always been a one-possession game, and it's always went down to the wire. Yep. So I'm in favor of that my, every single time. My, my favorite Super Bowl is when the Giants ripped their perfect season from them. Stop it. That's my favorite Not, Super Bowl what? ever. The most lucky ridiculous, insane, their perfect season from them. You're you're hurting me. You're like jabbing me in the heart heart right now. Yes! I wanted to see, I root for history, and that will never happen again. (laughs) um, MVP, you have Tom Brady, I assume. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb here. Todd Gurley. You're going Todd Gurley MVP? I could see him just exploding. I think Ten receptions, 150 yards rushing. Yeah, I think he'll have as many carries in the first quarter as he did the entire NFC Championship game. That's fair. I, I agree with that. I, think, right. yeah, I think he's going to I think he's gonna have a big, big role. All right, let's dive into some of these prop bets. Yeah, which of, which of the 12 emails should I open up for my prop bets here? A- any? The, the, <laughs> the, the third one. The third? Okay, third one. Will there be a score in the first six minutes, 30 seconds of the first quarter? Yes. I'd say yes. Yes, This is a defense optional game. Tied at the end of the first quarter, plus 400. Yeah, I think this game, by the way, is going to be in the 30s. I think it's going to be like 38-35. I agree with you. I think it'll be high scoring. Yeah. No doubt. And you know what? I love it. Yeah. Why I'm, a, I'm all about points in the playoffs. I know they say defense wins championships. I mean, de- you know, a, you know, you can win with defense and still give up a ton of points. In other words, I go back to Philadelphia last year with the strip sack fumble of Tom Brady late to seal the victory. That That's winning with defense. And I, I think that there'll be a defensive, a defining defensive play made in the game. But yeah, overall, there's going to be, they're just going to run up and down the field. Gladys Knight's attire during the national anthem. Don't care. Dress skirt minus two fifty. Pants shorts plus one seventy. Yeah, don't care. Her microphone is it going to be on a mic stand? Not on a mic stand. Headset. She'll, she'll be holding it. Will any member of the Pips join Gladys Knight for the national anthem? I mean, there's so yeah. many bets. Here. Um, uh, the, another one. Uh, time of the anthem. That's my. That's my favorite. Over under two minutes. I'm going to say over because everyone thinks it's like their Grammy performance, so mm-hmm. it's going to drag out. Will any player kneel during the anthem? It's minus one thousand. You're not going to get much money. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, over under maroon song, uh, maroon five songs sung at halftime. Over under four songs. It's going to be over four because they they do compilations. They don't even do the full songs, and they they marry them together and stuff like that. That's how those halftime shows work. By the way, the Prince halftime show might be my favorite halftime show. The Prince tribute halftime show yeah. might be my favorite halftime show. In the last ten years, talking about last year with with Timberlake, really? Yeah, I was. I thought he killed it. You thought Timberlake? They had mic issues, and 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 and, and I, that really bothered me. Yeah, and, and I admit, like I'm not like I'm not a diehard Timberlake fan. Like I'm a fan of his. Like I, I, I like I, Timberlake. I, I think I, he's super I, talented. I, I I I really love and respect. He's an actor. He's a performer. He's a singer. He's a writer. Like he's just—he's so great at it. Like I'm insanely jealous of him because, like, it seems like everything he does, he's awesome at. But like, I don't follow every single thing he does, if that makes sense. But I thought I thought he did such a great job with that halftime show uh, last year. But I—I I have no, um, I have, n- I have really no hopes for this Maroon Fives. The pro—the problem with the NFL. And well, they're going to put someone with them. And I, I know, but the problem with the NFL is they, and it's because of the Janet Jackson, they always want to make sure that they're PC. And I get it because kids are watching and you're trying to grow the sport and it's the greatest day or whatever. But I think that 
some acts get eliminated from their list because of, you know, the uncertainty with, like, what you're going to get from those acts. Like, Maroon 5, it's a layup. You know what you're going to get from them. But, yeah, it, you said 4 is the over-under for their song, for songs? Yeah. Now, there's the fine print here is that songs they do or their own songs that are included. Because, again— It's just songs. Just, okay. It's—oh, it's, it's, oh, it, it's definitely over. They're going to do at least five, maybe six. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They don't do the full two and a half to three minutes of the song. They do like 90 seconds of each song, and they're on to the next thing. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, that moves. It, it seems like a no-brainer, but I don't know. They never I, they never go start to finish on a song. Th- there's so many prop bets here. Look, first Doritos commercial, the color of the bag. You can bet on the color of the bag in the, during the first Doritos commercial. You should I'm lay gonna down go, some I'm, I'm, I'm going to go red. Red, three to two. Yeah, that's the favorite. Okay. Blue, seven to four. Purple, three to one. Yellow, seven you know to one. What? Other, five to one. You know what? Whoo! What? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with anything other than red, just because I I expect <laughs> Any it to be other red. Options. Well, no. Here's the thing. I'm gonna go with the field, and the reason why is because well, red is their market. Like that's their that's their brand. And usually in the Super Bowl, people, the, these companies that spend millions of dollars on these commercials, they're usually pitching offshoots of their brand mostly. Yeah, there's, there's or like a, a new, you know, like a new product, like the new Doritos flavor. Or something yeah, like everyone that. knows there's the red nacho cheese ones. Right? Why wouldn't they throw a right, different? Right, one? Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I agree with you there. Uh, Except we'll, for if you're a beer, like beer. I mean, you just it's it's beer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, greatest of all time be mentioned in a broadcast. Uh, it's not if it will. It will be how many times. Will Bill Belichick be referred to as a genius? Will Brady and Goff's age gap be mentioned? How many the times game does Jim Rome? Or I'm sorry, uh, Jim Rome. <laughs> How many times does Jim Nance get Tony Romo to yell at him? Jim, it's third and insert distance here. How many times does he do that in the game? Yeah, that'd be a good one. Longest <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fi- set that. I'm gonna set that. This at is 20. a good one. Because Steven Goskowski, really good field goal kicker. Right. Greg the Leg Zerline, yep. really good field goal kicker. Over under longest field goal attempt. Over under forty eight yards. Oh, over forty eight. I would say so too. And that dome, he hit fifty. He hit from fifty seven to 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 win. Yeah, the game Guskowski's yeah. a man. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's yeah the no, man, that, so. uh, over forty eight. So there's a there's a lot of keep uh, going. Prop bets here. Keep keep rolling. Let's um, go. Odds to win MVP. Brady obviously the favorite. Golf Gurley behind him. Uh, Rob Gronkowski total receiving yards over under fifty three and a half. Over. Really? Yeah. Coin toss, heads or tails? Heads getting 57% of the hand. Ooh, handle. then I'm going tails. That's tough, man. Oh, that's so tough. Uh, how many times will Giselle be shown on TV during the broadcast? Over, under, one and a half? I'm going to go with the under. under. I'd say one. Yeah, because there's going to be so many celebrities at the game anyway that they that, that they're not going to really focus on her a whole. Will a the roof be open at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? I want to know who's who's going to be the drunken super fan that's going to try and get their way onto the podium. There, there is that. Will there be any streaking fans? Minus- no, 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 no. I'm talking. Remember last year? Oh, oh, what? The- oh, I'm drawing a blank. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin yeah. Hart. And they to shut get him down. He's Kevin Hart. I would have tried too. I know. You got to shoot your shot. Oh. You know, but you no, gotta try. Just like what what crazy drunken super fan is going to try and work their way to the podium after the game? I would. Tom, Tom. No, I know. I get it. No, it's celebrity. Yeah. So who who would it be? Like who's the Rams super fan? And then who's the who's like the Patriots? Mark celebrity Wahlberg. Super? Mark Wahlberg. Okay, so okay, so yeah, I would probably say Wahlberg would be the guy for the Patriots to try and get on the podium. Who would try and get on the podium for the Rams? Oh, I mean. There's so many. I mean, think of, of Los Angeles. A- any of those stars yeah, are going to probably yeah, be there. Yeah, it is a bandwagon town. You know, I mean, there's there's so many stars. All right, let's see here before we uh, before we go. What color will a liquid be that is poured on the game winning coach? Clear slash water, the favorite. Then yellow, blue, orange, red, green, lime, and purple. I'm going lime. Man, you can do over under Donald Trump tweets. Uh, Pass that uh, next. Any member of the winning team to visit the White House? Household share Nielsen ratings? Uh, over under total, total social media engagements? Will Bill Belichick well, what's retire the over before under for social media? Uh, 200 million engagements. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. I think I would too. Because that's all in co- That's Facebook, Twitter, Snap. Yeah, social that's, media. That, that, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's over. It should be over. Not, not even not even close. Well, yeah, come on, let's go. Keep them going. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, I mean that's there's it? a lot there. Hang on. All right, let me, let me there's open There's a my, lot there. Let me open my. 
Let me see this. Yeah, there's a lot there. But to me, it's fun to talk about them. Most of these, we're not going to bet on. You know, I, I might throw down a little money on a couple of them. Uh, by the way, 92.3 The Fan is your home for Super Bowl 53. So let's say you have to to drive somewhere and or you happen to be working or you're a delivery driver or something. You can listen to every second of the Super Bowl. Here's, here's one. On 92.3 The Fan. Way to cut off my promo. Go ahead. Whose age will be closer to the total point? This is so freaking easy. Like, th- this is the easiest one ever. Whose age will be closer to the total point scored? Bill Belichick, 66 years old, or Sean McVay, 33? <laughs> Where'd you get that from? That's e- Yeah, that's easy. That, total that is, points? That's Belichick easy. Yeah. Uh, will greatest show on turf be said during live broadcast? No. Um, unless unless the Rams get out to, like, a 14 nothing lead, and then I think so. Uh, Brady or Goff to have a rushing touchdown? I would say one of them, yes. Yeah. I would. There'll, there'll be one. There'll Brady be one. running over and Dominican Sue. Oh, We're just yeah. running over him. Running over Aaron Donald. You could tell I'm a Brady fan. Nickel Roby Coleman called for pass interference during oh, the yeah. Super Bowl. Gonna happen. <laughs> That's gonna <laughs> happen. Make Belich- up call, baby. Will Bill Belichick retire before week one? No, he's coming back. Brady's coming back. Rob Gronk. Gr- Gronk's Gronk. gonna retire. I think Gronk's gonna go do wrestling. Ro- will Romo Stradamus be said during the live broadcast? No. Tony Romo says, here we go. They set the over under at two and a half. You need to put a zero there. Twenty and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. He'll, he'll say, here we go. Here we go, Jim. Will Will Jim Nance or Tony Romo mention the point spread in a tribute to Brent Musburger? <laughs> they might mention the point spread. Um, uh, if not this year, we're getting there. We're betting where the, the point spreads will be mentioned. Yeah. Oh, pff. yeah. They yeah because that's gonna be a new revenue stream for the NFL. Yeah. So it, it's All crazy. The more reason they need to. There, there's uh, so many. You know. You know what? The the one prop bet I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Will the officials decide Super Bowl Fifty Three? Come on. <laughs> Stop being a bitter Saints fan. I, d- I, Sean Payton is overrated and choked. Uh, I'm sorry. Back to back years. It's his fault. Uh, will, Blame Sean Payton. Here's a good one. Will the Super Bowl record of 75 combined points be broken? No. I, I agree with you. 75? Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, maybe, but I'm always taking the under because that's the record. Well, here's, always take the under here, on that. Here's, here's, a, here's a kick to the to the keister to me. Will CBS show the Rams Saints pass interference call? Duh. Of course they will. Um. Who will have more carries, Todd Gurley or C.J. Ann? See, you doubted me. I, this is how many of these I have. I have so many of them. Gurley. Uh, shown first during the National Anthem, Tom Brady or Jared Goff. I think they're going to show Brady first. Who you got? Probably Brady. Brady Why wouldn't yeah. you show the GOAT? Um, Belichick referred to as genius. Yes or no? Yes. Plus 120 on yes, by the way. Um Age gap between Belichick and McVeigh will get mentioned. Yes, is minus 200. But, but some of these bets, they're obvious, right? But they have to be mentioned during the broadcast, not right. pre and post. So it makes it much tougher because they're going to do it during the pregame. Yeah. This. How about this one? What happens first? Aaron Donald sack, Tom Brady interception. Aaron Donald sack. Flea flicker, yes or no? Yes. Um, Talking about two... Creative play play callers. So Three straight scores by either team. Yes or no? Three straight by either team. Yes. Yeah. Yes is minus because scores. Yeah, because of score. Yeah, I right. think that happens. Uh, total field goals in the game is over under is three and a half. Ooh. Ooh. Under. Over. 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 I think New England gets some stops here. I, I I think they'll kick four total field goals. I'll say over. Okay, I got two we more got... in the, and two more and we're done. All right. Team to score first. Patriots is minus one fifteen. Rams minus one oh five. I will go Rams. And team to score last. Patriots is same odds. Same I, odds. I have to say Rams because I picked them to win. All right. Team team to score last is who you think is gonna win unless you think a team's gonna blow out the other team. So I'll say Rams. All right, I I only like read three of my emails. Here's that's uh that's Daryl Ryder. Man, there's so many. There's so many prop bets. Bet on every single one so you can be broke next week when we do this podcast. <laughs> we are on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on Google Play, and as always, you can check us out at 923thefan.com. Just go to the on demand tab. We do this every single week. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm James Erpine. We are your beat writers for 923 the fan. And uh, next week we'll have the NBA trade deadline. 
Um, we'll get to start the look ahead a little bit to the NFL offseason since we will be there. I can't. I can't. I can't. You can wait. start writing draft profiles. Maybe yeah. we'll dive into the Indians more and more and more. Maybe they'll make a move between now. And then. Yeah, not likely. Um, I, I that next week we'll get to play our the fastest growing game show in Cleveland. Will he be a Cav or not be a Cav after next week? I can't wait. I love the trade machine. <laughs> There, there's a way, and I'm going to write about this this week. So, someone did a trade machine on Twitter where they had Kyrie Irving and LeBron James being traded back to the Cavaliers. Yeah, well, that that's silly. <laughs> but I actually think the Cavaliers can get better by helping Anthony Davis get to L.A. How about that for a tease? Oh. Stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back at it next week. For Dale Ryder, I'm James Erpine. Thanks for listening to the Cleveland Sports Beat Podcast.